0: What's up, folks? Uh, Taking an ad out on my own podcast just so I can let you know about, uh, once again, these upcoming dates I have for my hard-to-say show. March 22nd, I'm in Denver. March 24th, I'm in Boulder, Colorado. And March 27th, Fort Collins, Colorado. If you're there, if you know anyone there, it would mean the world to me if you let people know about this. Uh, I'm going to be doing more shows as well. Seattle, Portland, Santa Cruz, Bay Area. Look out for that. But if if you could please let people know the 22nd, 24th, and 27th, I'm going to be in Denver, Boulder, and Fort Collins, doing comedy about my experience living with trigeminal neuralgia, uh, aka suicide disease. This is a show I've been working out uh, for a while that that has been extremely fulfilling and uh, wonderful, uh, you know, despite not being good, feeling physically, um... You know, I know I harp about it a lot, and all this stuff going on with my medical situation. This has been sort of my coping and my reason for continuing. So I have, uh, uh, I'm excited to finally do it somewhere else other than Los Angeles. So please, if you're in Denver, Boulder, Fort Collins, go to kyleayers.com/shows. K-Y-L-E-A-Y-E-R-S.com slash shows. Uh, I have a mailing list you can sign up for there as well. It'll let you know when I'm in your area. That's the best stuff you could do to possibly support me would be that sort of thing there. Thank you very much. Um, I hope this was a, I hope I uploaded this ad properly to my own show. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen, this is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hey everybody, on today's episode, the very funny sketch group Public Works joins me. They have never seen Sully, but they rewrite it and we read their script. I had forgot about this movie altogether. But these guys are, are are super, super funny Canadian-based sketch group. Alex Kalenko, you may remember he was on here with Mike Caroza before. Uh, the sketch group is Alex, Callum Rattan, and Connor Law. Uh, they're public works. They're super funny. They have never seen Sully, but they rewrite it, and we read their script. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. I think it's a wonderful episode. It's, it's just so much fun. Uh, you can check out they have a new sketch comedy album, Condo Art, you go to publicworkscomedy.bandcamp.com, or it's streaming wherever. But Bandcamp's great. Um, that's about the best way you can support an artist. A artist, okay, Kyle. But it, it, what? I don't know why I'm getting into this. Anyways, go check out their art. I'm wandering all over. Um, thank you guys once again uh, for listening to the podcast. Thank you to everyone who reached out. I am on my way back from. Uh, like I, I'm physically, I am back. But I mean, like recovery-wise back from this brain surgery situation got a gnarly scar the scar is almost healing so well that it might go away and that'll be a little upsetting right you want to have like a little scar left over i don't know i got a funny dot on my head uh from the surgery as well a couple all around the sides of the head Um, now i'm just sort of awkwardly balding with a weird scar i don't know i'm not like a Weird, bad Lex Luthor cosplay? I don't know. That doesn't make sense. Anyways, thank you for everyone who reached out. Uh, I'm on the uptick. It seems to have resolved this pain issue. I am wildly optimistic and incredibly happy. The worst 9-11 movie title. Uh, there's, you've heard of Incredibly Close and Extremely Loud. This is wildly optimistic and incredibly <laughs> happy. Uh, but I'm... like excited to be eating pain-free for the first time in a very long time that is is a lot it means a lot um and yeah i'm just just all back all in with this podcast so you know ready to be back doing regular stuff and making fun podcasts we got good guests coming up anna gilchrist chris gethard on the books to record some of these i'm just hyped i'm hyped for this one public works is so funny we talk a lot about comedy if you just want the script that i understand you're going to want to go about 30 to 33 minutes into the episode. We keep going a ways. 33 minutes or so, not including ads. So maybe a few more than that. But that's about when the script starts. Public Works has never seen. So I keep saying it. Thank you for listening. Thank you everyone who reached out. Um, if you happen to be around Denver, I guess the day this comes out, I'm going to be performing at Red Rocks tonight, which is bananas to be doing stand-up at Red Rocks. I cannot believe it. Um, and then I got some other shows around Denver, Friday and Saturday. Hit me up if you want to know where. Um, yeah, you know, slow long recovery time is is underway, but trying to behave a little bit like a regular person at the same time. Very excited for keep making to keep making this podcast. Very excited for this long fucking intro that is too long already. Um, find me on Twitter and Instagram high layers or on discord patreon.com slash never seen it as well will be wonderful but L- listen to this the best thing you could ever do for me thank you please enjoy uh, uh public works they've never seen Sully. you guys remember Sully? we talked about it on podcast but remember we all cared
1: about that that one day i remember
0: do all three of you do stand-up comedy i guess uh
1: Mostly, mostly sketch, mostly, mostly sketch, sketch. And, and improv. Yeah.
0: Do you? I'm worried about getting back on stage and like having to be asking to be unmuted or something. Do you know what I mean? Like Zoom stuff. <laughs> like, like, have you done any sketch over
1: Zoom? Uh, I've done some improv over Zoom, and it's the most depressing thing you can do, because you do it and then you're still in your apartment, and no one enjoys it, and it's the most. <laughs> like, like I, like it was. It's a choice that people were making, and I'm like, this is for nobody uh yeah i don't know about you guys (laughs) this is personal i'm sure there's people who are like figuring it out but for Uh, me i'm I'm like
0: we just go ahead and and introduce everybody here this has never seen it this is a podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies they've never seen having never seen sully which i'm sure we will get to at some point last week it took us 42 minutes to get to the script let's try and get (laughs) to it a little bit quicker this week we're joined by alex kalenko connor lowe and callum ratten of public works uh comedy thank you for being here all three of you yeah Thanks for Thanks having, us. having us. Yeah. yeah Thank you guys exciting. for matching. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh yeah. We we always wear black shirts. That's a uniform.
1: I it's guess. a yeah, it's a uniform. But it's more of a uniform um, of just it's easier to only purchase black shirts, so you don't have to worry about anything else you're wearing. Yeah.
0: I did uh in the, the pandemic when I I got like nine gap pocket t shirts, like three black, <laughs> three gray, two navy, and a white. And it's just so easy now. You just put, look, I got one on right now. I'm showing you the pocket.
1: Yeah. I understand every cartoon character now when they have like a closet filled with the exact same uh, outfit. I'm like, oh, man, I get it. Like if I just had one outfit I liked and I could find identical copies of it, I would just do that all the time.
0: It sounded so like pretentious and awful when people attribute it to Steve Jobs or like Zuckerberg. And they're like, well, he just didn't. But when it's like Doug Funny. Or someone <laughs> or like a, a cartoon character. You're like, well, that's practical. And for production's sake, you're like, yeah, yeah, it's cheaper. And I don't have to yeah. do anything. I like that. That's got You know, it, it has made it a lot easier. And now I'm kind of just been recovering from the surgery. I wear like the same. I have two pair of the same basketball shorts and then just a shirt. Every single. My neighbors probably think I have never showered.
1: <laughs> I had <laughs> really intense chest surgery. And I would wear the same pair of pajama pants because it was really hard to get on and off pants for like weeks at a time Mm -hmm. of like the, the months long recovery. And there was a point where, when I was like kind of starting to recover and I found a pair of pajama pants under my bed that were like from the surgery time. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe my parents let me roll around the house. This disgusting, like just like, (laughs) like just sweaty and enfeebled (laughs) and it's stuck wearing the same clothes. Oh man.
0: I can't. Uh, I know it's we we've, we've gone past it, but my brain cannot move past Zoom improv, which is truly two things I'm surprised survived the pandemic in any capacity: Zoom and improv. But uh, wow, what a lightning in the bottle thing improv is when it's good, and how I can't fathom it going great for over Zoom.
1: Like we all do a lot of improv and teach it, and then there is a thing where like I've it, never done the Zoom improv i made yeah. like a hard stand. <laughs> have, yeah. But you watch improv and I'm like, this is like, there's so much time where it's like, I love it when it's really, really good. But I, you do, once you start doing it a lot and getting better at it, you watch a lot of bad improv. Cause that is kind of the way to get money to support yourself with improv. And it is like a weird thing of like, um, it's a weird thing of like you know this thing you love smoke the whole pack of cigarettes, motherfucker. Right, like, <laughs> or
2: you take a job teching improv shows, yeah, yeah, and you do nothing but watch improv shows every night.
0: Right. You I know? mean that's that could honestly, if I I before I ever did stand up, I worked at a comedy club as a like a reservationist, and it made me hate and think I could do stand up at the same. You're like these are the guys getting paid. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> the the uh, stand-up guys are a whole different like the like the people who do stand-up for years and years and years and are like still rolling around clubs, like still like headline like just like they just go from like right you just booker, headline the clubs yeah.
0: that have like names you cannot fathom are actually the names of Yeah real yeah comedy you know exactly clubs. what I mean yeah like the the the, the soul chuckle and like the the chicken hut and stuff yeah, like yeah. that where you're just like this is a business you put this down on an llc piece of paper yeah those guys the grinding guys that's And they've been breed. doing the
1: same hour since the 80s and I'm <sighs> I'm always i i always want to know like what happens inside their head like are I, they happy i, I, are I they distinctly depressed? remember
0: a guy who's closer this was probably in 2010 when i was working and i was in college a guy's closer was basically wouldn't he had a whitney houston puppet that did cocaine on stage and that was <laughs> first off just break that down piece by piece yeah whitney houston <laughs> what decade is it puppet what decade is it doing cocaine? (laughs) What decade is it? And it would crush. He got standing ovations from just, and it was like basically pushing a puppet's face into like the stuff you chalk a cue with at a, you know, that's at a bar, like you put on your hand or whatever that I, which I don't know if that'll survive COVID. Um, But they and then he would just sing a song with the puppet on cocaine, not even sing lip sync a song with a puppet on cocaine. And everyone's just like, that's comedy.
3: Yeah my, my.
2: Sorry, go ahead
3: Oh, in my mind um, The technology to make a puppet snort cocaine is like Half a million dollars <laughs> And so <laughs> we just had to keep doing it to make it worth it it didn't yeah. even
0: snort it. He just shoved its face in it and then just pulled it up and then would just sing. I think he was just singing the national anthem. When Whitney used to sing the national anthem and would just sing the national which means he's not touring where you guys are living. So then it's like becoming a whole, you know, it was absolutely cr- and crush. People come back and see it again.
2: And you're I just assume like, well, yeah. the, the rest of the set was just like one liners like set up punchlines sound and effects. then at the it end it was all
0: the it was the guy from it was all just sound effects uh you know it, it was it was all like crowd work just bizarre mean crowd but the guy you know the, you know it's like crowd work that you but it was the same every night i don't know if you've seen that sort of crowd work where it's like oh, oh yeah. you're seeking out yeah. the biracial yeah. couple to force <laughs> your jokes into crowd work here there it was
1: uh yeah. when i when i did stand up years ago there was this like the guy I had heard of who it was unclear, either died or was arrested. It was unclear to me, <laughs> but he, he, he used to do, he did it in the eighties and he would tour the yakyaks Yuck X was like the, the McDonald's of comedy chains in Canada. Yeah. And he would tour the yakyaks Yuck X and he would eat, he would headline, he would eat shit for like 25 minutes with like awful jokes, really no energy. Audience is confused. And then he go, Y'all know why I'm here today. Yell out a type of car. And they'd yell out car companies. And then he'd do like a crostic poem about them of like, like like you know like the joke like Fiat, like, fix it again, Tony.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like he
1: would just do that for like the rest of the hour. Wow. And the place would go insane. Wow. And then it would be like, uh the younger guys would be like yeah fuck that dude he also sucks and then but then you meet these older like club guys who are like you gotta put respect and he had a name like Johnny Bananas or something like he had like, sure. one, of those, like one of those like stage names. Like Tony Alternator. Yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta put respect on Tony Alternator's name like no yeah. I do not <laughs> <laughs>
2: i'm sorry i have to leave i have to change my career trajectory <laughs> this sounds like my dream i wasn't sure if you
0: say career trajectory or alternator <laughs> yeah uh Des i don't want yeah i want to make sure connor is anyone else, is connor a little scratchy for anyone yeah else? connor Before sounds a had, little robot oh, no. i do i want to make sure he's a little robot
2: everyone can bear with us here um, um least... let me just double check it's sh- like my recording looks clean. Should we pause and double if the check the recording? The recording looks
0: clean. Um, we can't pause this riff. <laughs> 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 you could take us, I mean, if you want to take a second and check it, and then yeah. we'll just, just yeah. pause yours, is fine. I'll, um, we'll I'll pause mine. It and I'll and make sure it's okay. Replay I frequently it. remember because I worked at this club, and there was like a fine line between booking someone young, upcoming, who's funny for college kids and booking someone cheap. Who you? I remember one. I mean, I, I remember the time the club booker didn't want to book Aziz Ansari or Donald Glover in 2010 because they Oof. were 500 more dollars than the hypnotist, and wondered <laughs> if either of them would have drawn more. And you just want to be like, and if they get to your club, then you have that forever that they came yeah. through there. And it's this huge. And he's like, I, don't, I just don't know. And it was it wasn't just Donald Glover; it was all of Derek comedy, but with Donald Glover headlining. And he's like, I just don't know if they'll do well in a club. In I'm like you're right. They'll just go perform for nine thousand college kids instead of yeah. you selling like fifty dollar tickets for these the only sketch group on the internet at the time. Yeah, that's okay. insane.
2: I double checked my recording. It's it's sounding clean. Okay, I'm, I don't know what's going on they here. Were
0: I mean, you're you're decipherable. I just wanted yeah, to yeah. make sure um, that, but that they were all right. Then wait, then that's okay. Like that a was a robot voice multiple times. The the club owner would be like. Eh, I don't know if everyone wants to come see Dave Attell. I'll just get, it's, it's, I can save $200 by booking the hypnotist and giving out free tickets. And you're just like, come on. You know, this isn't how you get people to ever want to come back to your, it's, short term solutions.
1: I also love that this hypnotist is just like, just a, in my mind that the hypnotist is like his brother who's got debts and he's like, always calling up. like, Hey man, you got more space for me. This I'll- hypnotist
0: looks like a uh, stick figure guy, Fieri. That would be the best <laughs> way I could describe him. Like he's, he's so, but it's like, you know, the, the man is out here, uh, um, ed hardley is what i would call him and that's for nobody i don't even know if people know what ed hardy is so um but i would call him ed hardley this that's for nobody after, most of the podcast is for nobody in
2: like comedy for years now i would never pay to see a comedy show but i would pay <laughs> to see a hypnotist or a magician in a second everybody
0: listening please don't Listen to that part. Please don't listen to that part. Um, Please don't. It is. is, The hypnotist will crush. I mean, like, to a level that comedy never, it's, the comedy, no stand-up that ever came through the club crushed to the level that the hypnotist did every night when he had someone dance to Hit Me Baby one more time. Nothing (laughs) ever got close to that. It is, okay. I get it.
2: I get it. Like
1: the level of like the hurt, like the mental math I have to do in my head. If I want to buy a ticket to a comedy show is I'm like, I don't know. I see comedy every night when it was happening. Why would I buy a ticket to go see different comedy? But then I was like hypnotist. I've never seen a hypnotist. Yeah. Maybe I'll get hypnotized and he'll take away my depression. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh. <laughs> yeah. That's when, when you confuse the, uh, hypnotism for therapy. That's when you're really not getting your tickets worth. Uh, <laughs> but it's, you know, I, I, sometimes I feel that way, but I think for most people listening, what you can take away from this is there's great independent comedy you can find yeah. that is maybe not necessarily has a two drink minimum and maybe doesn't necessarily have yeah. a lot of. I don't know. There's a lot of places that have great clubs, and so I don't want to deter people from going to them, like stand up clubs, yeah. Because clubs get a weird rap. Like actual legit stand up clubs get a, if Like if the place is called like chuckleton's laugh barn you're probably gonna have a (laughs) chuckleton's laugh barn time but if the place is like no just just go look at the comedians who are there if all the people you like do the club it's probably a good club if all the people you like are putting together like a rock venue one-nighter then the club (laughs) probably isn't like what you would be looking for that's that's genuinely good advice Like, I look at Comedy Works in Denver, Colorado, which is one of the best clubs in the country, and you look at, like, who's there, and it's, like, Jackie Cation and, like, Maria Bamford and Adam Caton Holland. You're like, well, these are all the comedians I would pay to see, so clearly this club the mindset of their booking is like aligned with what I want to do. But sometimes if you go to a club and it's like, uh, an extra from entourage
1: and (laughs)
0: you know what I mean? And like, uh, an Instagram influencer who sells hats and you're just like, well, these, this is someone who's just trying to push the tickets. So maybe this club isn't where I want to go. You could probably find like your 175 person rock venue is Mm -hmm. booking comedians. Yeah. And you might be able to find that.
1: All right. Yeah, I. But I also like to imagine that across the street from the De- for, from that Denver club is like just a just a improv that is just like trying so hard with hypnotist after hypnotist every <laughs> night and can't figure out why no one's coming in. <laughs> There's
0: so it is it is I don't want to get you know this podcast is not the. Kyle gets into the nuance of differences (laughs) in good and bad comedy clubs, but it does come up like half of the time. Uh, But it's, you know, there's like The Nest in Montreal, which books a lot of great, wonderful comedians. Comedy bar um, and in Toronto. It's just you look at the the club. If you align with how the booking seems to be going, then I bet your experience at the club is going to be good because people who book with the values you have and and what you're interested in comedy are probably similar people to you. So then you'll probably have a good time. And come to mind-
3: I have a question. Is there a hypnotist podcast where they're talking and they're like, listen, you just got to find the good hypnotists in your city. I bet there is. I bet there is.
0: I bet they're like, uh, if you can go find where the pyramid schemes are sold, and if you if you can find the convention centers at the good Hyatt, and they're booked on an off night, then you're going to love what we're looking for. It's uh, uh, Hypnotists give me very strong, like, uh like a uh, boy boss sort of like, like what do they call yeah. MLMs or pyramid schemes? Like that's what hypnotists feel like to me. It's like very much How like many- buy my protein powder. I look, I know a few hypnotists and this is what they hawk. And it's always like, I have a nice car. So you could have a nice car. If you just find two people with nice cars, and one of them <laughs> gives you one. It's very pyramid schemes and hypnotists is a circle. That How Venn many- diagram is a circle.
1: How many hypnotists do you think committed suicide? Cause the Bitcoin crashed. <laughs> how, many, how many how many hypnotists did we lose? They probably last it's probably week. even too
0: mainstream. It's probably too mainstream. They're probably in like days coin where it's like yeah. you 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 can only buy it when you're in such like a lucid space that you don't <laughs> understand toggling up on on the button. But even Bitcoin is probably too good for See, I, I
2: this wonder is if the issue you, yeah with with writing comedy is nothing will be as funny as MLMs or like cryptocurrency. Yeah, like I can never in trying to be funny be as funny as my uh former friends on facebook
0: oh for sure <laughs> you cannot i mean that's the previous administration in the united states showed that the downfall of the, of that administration and them going to a landscaping company to have a press conference it's the funniest <laughs> thing that's ever happened yeah. we didn't get to laugh about it enough because we were worried about the well-being of the world but the funniest thing that's ever happened is them going to four seasons landscaping it's just the funniest thing that it's could the, ever happen and then the, most the former mayor game. of new york during 9-11 melted at a landscaping company you can't <laughs> It's, it was funnier than it – I had a really tough time. I used to really like watching Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. I think it's a really well-written program. It was my favorite of those, of yeah. the the daily show genre. Um, and I then I had a hard time with it, and I was talking to my girlfriend about this because we watched it just the other night to watch uh, a segment he had on Israel-Palestine. And we're like, oh, this was hard to watch because it was just Trump. And and it wasn't his fault that, that was it was that. It was – no one's fault because that guy just dominated the news so much that you get so tired. It's almost like hack, and you get so tired of talking about that. That I I, I just it was too funny, and the real life mm. stuff was so much funnier. And yeah, I agree. Will you can never be funnier than the real people. Even like Christopher Guest characters <laughs> are only funny because we know a more extreme version of that person. Yeah, and that's scary almost. Yeah, I wish he I, took on MLMs.
1: I, I, oh man, a Christopher Guest MLM movie would be so good. Uh, although I did, did you watch mascots?
0: No, is this, no, no, I've never even heard of this. It
1: was a Netflix original movie that's Christopher Guest directed that came out like five years ago. Uh, Netflix buried it, but I was like, I got to watch this. Zach woods is one of the leads. Mm. I'm like, this is going to be great. Uh, Netflix buried it for a reason. Like it is unwatchable oh, really? wow. and it's about, it's about like a, like, Sorry, you know, like baseball mascots or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it's about like them going to a convention together to have like a mascot convention slash tournament. And it, it you think that I'm like, oh, this is slam. Sounds down. funny. Christop- sounds like Cr- it'd be good. Sounds like it's in
3: Christopher Guest's wheelhouse. Easy. Yeah. Uh, yeah rough <laughs> <laughs> alex are you saying that someone wasn't that was funny in the 90s is no longer funny <laughs> yeah.
0: or at least Fair enough. isn't funny when putting out a way longer version of anything they've ever done um <laughs> that's crazy because I, I don't know anyone else who was really really successful and funny in the 90s who put out a bunch of netflix content <laughs> that people don't love as much or why that's adam sandler but uh although his stand-up special okay i'm we're gonna be done time we're gonna talk about sully his stand-up special was so funny. And it was also the last comedy show I did go see in real life was Adam oh, Sandler. Really? At, uh, like March 8th of 2020, right before the end. Boy, was he good. Boy, was it a fur. That's a thing that I love about comedy. Let's say Christopher Guest, who is, hasn't made another best in show hmm. in a while. Or like Adam Sandler, who has kind of become a punchline outside of dramatic roles recently. I saw him do stand-up. And it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. I mean, it was just incredible, and that like made me feel even better because you could see him trying. Some stuff kind of bombed, and he's he's not. Some of his stuff is sketchier, and some of his stuff yeah. is songs, and that also made me feel good. He was just up there throwing everything at a wall, and you're like, oh yeah, he had still tries and cares, and is still funnier than everybody. It's sort of like if I bet if you went and saw Will Ferrell just talk for an hour, he's yeah. still funnier than all of us. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what he's been doing for a while, but if you saw Christopher Guest just talk through stuff, he's like. It's still there. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's just you, a,
3: a weird different thing. Have you ever seen Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall do stand up like recently? No. It's like similar. Like yeah. it's that you're like, oh, I'm watching this like comedy idol bomb. And then yeah. they will be, but then he's like, cause he's trying new stuff out. And then yeah. you're like, oh, and then this bit's funny. But then like, oh, this 10 minutes is like unhinged. But it is yeah. like, it is wild to watch someone like go through their process. I that, love like, that. I really love that.
0: I, yeah he, but when it hits when something that Sandler would do is funny I'd be like this is the funniest he is the he would have the funniest angle anyone's had on stuff everyone thinks about like he would just have he's just sharp he's just a different weird little but he's like so committed and on the nose with it you're like oh yeah we all I forgot he had the funniest sketch comedy album ever when it came out and I forgot he had like like I forgot we all loved him for a reason now we just kind of joke around because he got rich and wants to hang out with his friends yeah who what's up with that? You know, sorry, the guy I'm found sure. a way to make a million, ten million dollars to hang out with his friends every day in
1: Hawaii. I'm sure I would have a very similar life trajectory as Adam Sandler if I was like, I felt like I did good work and I can do whatever I want and just hang out with my friends. And if I love basketball, I get to play basketball. I'm sure Adam Sandler's an excellent guy to hang out with. I don't love his movies. Uh, Special is really good. The 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 stand up one yeah. they did is really really good. Uh, so he definitely still cares about comedy in some capacity. But like. Well, every time I watch him, it's like I just want to hang out with him. Oh like, man, uh, When like, you see him uncon-
0: playing basketball in just the baggiest shorts anyone has <laughs> ever played basketball in. <laughs> you just like this man doesn't care. Are you wearing a polo at Rucker Park in New York? Like it's yeah. <laughs> crazy. He's just in a polo and basketball shorts. Play, and it's funny to think about him waiting to get in. There's like he's like the 13th <laughs> or 14th guy at a basketball court. He doesn't seem like he would pressure anyone. He seems like nah. a follows the rules kind of guy. And then he's just sort of like I've gotten. It. I don't know if he's any good. He plays a lot.
1: He's probably better than you think he is. I bet. Uh, He, I, I like also like he, the fact he would do uncut gems is where I'm like, Oh, this guy's probably pretty cool
0: yeah like this, i i think i've good. heard him say that that was his kids told him because they liked good times a lot yeah. and they were like you got to make a movie with these guys and adam sanders like that doesn't make any sense but i'll give it a shot and it's like oh uh that's what happens when you listen to anyone who's paying attention to anything recent not no, you should, are- no, should
1: listen to an old manager who is just like listen hypnotism's the money <laughs> <He's> get a- <laughs> in <laughs>
0: i mean i would go uh, you know I I would love to I would love to go see Sandler again anytime I can. Let's okay. Let's talk about Sully. This is uh, uh one of those what a big deal this thing. I these are things I'm fascinated by, like yeah. days that take up everyone's day for a day, and then we don't think about them anymore. So yeah, America loves these things. But they will be all over the place. It will either be a guy landing an airplane on a river or a dress. We don't know what color it is or (laughs) a kid in a balloon floating around. I don't know if you guys remember the balloon. boy. boy. I remember balloon boy. Um, (laughs) But I love I love everyone's on the same page about something for a day. And remember that uh, there was a dentist in Minnesota that shot and killed a lion and we all oh, were yeah. like, we yes. have to get this man thrown in jail. And then the next day we were just like, who? Oh, yeah. We were mad about that. We were really mad about that. yesterday. This is. But Sully was sort of one of these events.
1: Yeah. I have a feeling that Clint Eastwood bought the rights to this story and didn't realize that it wouldn't matter later and it's just, was just trapped in making this movie.
2: Oh, like Clint Eastwood in general.
1: Yeah,
0: right. yeah. <laughs> I could see Clint Eastwood buying the rights to if anything like this ever happened, and then just waiting for it to happen. Like, he bought the rights to the idea of Sully in, like, 2011. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, God, if something like this ever happens, if a, if a man ever helps someone and nothing political comes up, I own the rights
1: to making a movie about it i think he wanted something political come up because like uh i like clinius was a director and i haven't watched this movie because american sniper burned me so hard uh no movie has ever hurt me the way american sniper has hurt me yeah you Uh, were
0: probably the biggest casualty of that guy chris kyle's (laughs) entire life You for not liking the movie american sniper
1: (laughs) uh i i do like me and me and me and Mr. Eastwood definitely disagree politically on most things. Mm -hmm. But one thing we do agree on is that, uh, the CIA and FBI are, are things that should be demolished. If not, uh, wholly abolished. And, uh, I do like that his movies are kind of about that. I really liked Richard Jewell, which was about that. Uh, that being said, he's an old man who is just really, I feel like every day he thinks this is last and that, he was just like, all right, I'm shooting this movie. might be my last one. And we'll cut any corner between.
0: I think he looks for himself in the in memoriam at awards shows. <laughs> I think he <laughs> thinks that's how he'll go. He's like, he's just like, I got, this has to be the one. This absolutely has. I've just never seen anyone who seems to take less joy in the thing they are incredible at. And, yeah. but still at the same time, like feel an obligation to make a movie like every 18 months and it, I don't know. It does seem like anytime a white person is wronged by the government, Clint Eastwood feels an obligation to live 20 <laughs> more months. And you think, oh, okay, okay. C-
3: Clint Eastwood makes films like he's waiting for his pension. Yeah, <laughs> He's truly, but he
0: is just very skilled at it. I had a friend yeah. who had a small role in um, what's that, thirteen seventeen to Paris or whatever, oh, the, yeah, yeah. the the train movie where they actually used the actual guys to play themselves in the movie, yeah. which is the most overthinking of a thing that's ever happened. <laughs> the most overthinking of a thing that's ever happened, and yeah. and she was in this movie and talked about how he wouldn't talk to actors. And he doesn't talk to them. He talks to someone who talks to them. And he also moves really quickly and take keep after a little bit. Just uses your worst take. He doesn't do it. You know, he's like a very efficient. So because he comes from the time where it did, you didn't have to be good or bad at acting. They just told everyone you were good, even if you weren't. Like he was like an actor post John Wayne, the worst actor of all time (laughs) that everyone just said was good at it, but we just didn't see any other examples. And so everyone just convinced. And Clint Eastwood is. Good at acting at what he did. But I honestly He's like, don't good think at being he really has the range. he has no range there. He couldn't play anything. But he, he moved really quickly and he wouldn't look any actors in the eye or talk to them and still ordered them around through someone else. And that's I always wonder like <laughs> what's the hearsay here say I, here. I never want to read too much into stories like that, but um that's that's that the man makes movies quickly. They all have a similar tone, even if they're about different things. Casting the people who actually played them in the movie is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Very
1: strange. Yes. I,
0: I, the only I wouldn't do that. Vice would have been the only movie I would have liked that to have been done with. Is if Dick Cheney <laughs> actually played himself, <laughs> then I would be okay with it. Um, but other than that, you know, the he is. You can't deny that he is skilled at it.
1: Yes, I mean, like Mystic River is amazing. Yeah, it's really, really I- great.
3: Well, I think I realized, like, when I actually started, like, working in TV and that and, like, as a writer and there'd be, like, these directors come in and the only thing, this one person and the whole thing was he's he's never been over budget. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And and that means he can do anything he wants in any Canadian television because he just always delivers things on time and that's all they care about.
0: I would imagine the the combination between never going over budget and knowing that, if you're Clint Eastwood, knowing that Clint Eastwood's name will get uh, X amount of people to see it no matter what. Yeah. It just means he's guaranteed to double. He's just like, he's guaranteed to double it. It'll get a little press. His name still carries enough weight to get all of our dads to go see the movie. And it's it's probably a zero risk director.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I also think that like, like, because he's like, like his movies are like, except with exception, of American sniper, as far as I can tell are decent of like, uh, Like, so we'll keep getting them made. I assume this movie's not good. Like I haven't seen Sully. I assume it's not good. Like if it ends the same way the 1990s movie stealth ends, like, I I don't know. Like it it doesn't make any sense to me that the, like, I assume this movie isn't good. That's why I've never watched it. Like, like, even though I know he's a good director, I, like, I, you see the trailer. I'm like, I know what happens. Like, I know he's going to land a plane in the river. How much tension is there? You know?
0: I also never saw Sully. To me, Sully felt like a missed opportunity for Ron Howard, who I think is the best director at directing actual things that actually just happened. Um between like Apollo 13 and Frost Nixon, I just yeah. think Ron Howard really handles the tension well when we all know the outcome. And so maybe if he this felt more like it should have been in a Ron Howard y type of world to me than a um uh, Clint Eastwood type of world. It just didn't feel, I don't know. It feels too straightforward for, for Clint Eastwood. It doesn't either. It's just Tom Hanks is in it. And that's what's like such a bizarre. Anyways, (laughs) let's do the script and then we can talk some more about it. All right. Um, so none of you have seen it. Is that
1: right? Yeah, that's what it's trying to pick a movie for this that the three of us hadn't seen was tough because I watch so many fucking movies, uh, so it was a tough. It was a tough gamble
0: for everyone listening. I want to let you know we made it to the script in uh, just under a half hour. We made it in twenty nine minutes and twenty eight seconds, uh, which is pretty good for us to get, <laughs> finally <laughs> get to the point of the bucket. Uh, so, what were there any other nominees for movies that all three of you hadn't seen? Uh, swim fan.
1: Yeah, swim fan was up there. <laughs> uh, and then what was the other one? There was a third one that we we're kind
3: of like eh oh citizen kane oh yes yeah, but citizen you K- had seen it <laughs> yeah I, but i've seen citizen kane oh so, that's I ruined so that. funny
0: the 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 podium of successful movies whether it's swim fan solely <laughs> or citizen kane uh, swim i swam, i was a swimmer and i swam like a, um like really competitively and seriously and i remember swim fan came out in like 2000 want to probably so i was like a freshman in high school so everyone had to go see it it has the word swim and then it was like oh this isn't good (laughs) it wasn't even good and we were who it was
1: for (laughs) yeah that makes sense uh i i yeah, I mean, I would say like, why, why have we not watch Swim Fan? Obviously, like uh, unless you are be actively fun. swimming there's no reason to watch Swim Fan.
0: It would have been fun to watch you try and justify to me why you hadn't seen Swim Fan.
1: <laughs> 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 we just, you know the cultural <laughs> zeitgeist movie. Of Swim I'm a huge
0: fan. John Polson fan. I love all of his movies, whether it's Swim Fan or and I'm Googling it right now. Mission Impossible 2. What? Seriously? Oh. Uh, that's weird. Or Hide and Seek. Okay. Well, I am, maybe I am a fan of this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna reevaluate Swim Fan. Maybe I should go see Swim Fan. <laughs> maybe Robert De Niro was in it. Um, okay. So <laughs> c- cast this however you would like. Yeah, and um, uh, generally, in we'll, whichever of you would like to read the stage directions as well.
1: I believe Connor's going to read stage directions because he's the least dys- dyslexic out of all of us. Um, and uh, and we want to play. Who wants to play Sully? I want to do Sully. Kyle, you want to be Sully?
0: I'll do Sully.
1: Yeah, and then and
0: young Sully.
1: Yeah, Sully and young Sully. And there's those some are both fla- the
0: same Sully. That's both me. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And then. Uh, I'll do Admiral American Airlines. Callum, do you want to be uh, Sully Jr.? Yep. I'll be Mrs. Sully. And i will be Mr. Honkers as well. I am a Mr. Honkers. And want will be Bud. Oh,
3: yeah, I'll be Bud.
1: Yeah. All right. And then I'll take whatever's left there. I think that's everybody. So, yeah.
3: Great. Alright, whenever
2: you're ready, let's do it Interior, airport hangar, night A disheveled Sully, male, middle-aged, wearing one of those dumb pilot caps Think very old Chet Hanks Is walking around a 747 with a clipboard, doing his pre-flight checklist
0: One wing,
2: two wing As he says, two wing, Sully gets a terrified look on his face We can see he is thinking of that time, years ago. Fade to, interior, kitchen, flashback. A phone rings. Young Sully, a Chet Hanks type, answers. Hello? A cacophony of honks comes out of the phone. Uh,
0: Mrs. Sully isn't home right now. Who is
2: this? The caller abruptly hangs up, leaving Sully with a dial tone instead of answers. Cut back to interior, airport hangar moments later enter admiral american airlines resplendent in full admiral getup in the distinctive red white and blue color scheme of american <laughs> airline airlines and also america in general sully in my office now sully is shaken from his visions and follows the admiral's interior admiral's office continuous the admiral has already sunk into his large leather chair sully you look beleaguered i'm fine He isn't. Why, you ask? Well, you'll know after we (laughs) fade to interior delivery room. Flashback. Young Mrs. Sully screams, reclined in her hospital bed. Young Sully runs in, still in a full pilot's getup, holding the kind of steering wheel planes have.
0: I made it! A whole bunch of people headed to New York are wondering why we made a stop over here, but I made it.
2: (laughs) Young Mrs. Sully does one last push. The gross stuff is obscured by the doctors. A doctor turns around. Say hello to your new baby boy. We see Sully Jr. in the doctor's arms. Looks partially human, but with a long neck and feathers where hair should be.
1: Cut back to interior admiral's office moments later. Who, who are you kidding? Everything about you's beleaguered. Your shirt? Beleaguered. Your pants? Beleaguered. The bags under your eyes? <laughs> beleaguered.
0: Let me guess, you don't think I'm fit to fly. I suppose you want these. Sully takes out a badge and gun and pushes them across the desk.
2: But in the process, he triggers another (laughs) flashback. (laughs) Cut to interior living room flashback. Sully enters his suburban home, which is entirely decorated like an airport. Geometric designs on the carpet, metal detectors, and scale replicas of a Chili's (laughs) 2 and Wolfgang Puck Express. He gets on the moving sidewalk.
0: I, I caught a tailwind. I'm home early. In the
2: distance, Sully hears a moan. Wait a second.
0: It's the sound my wife makes when she climaxes, or so I've always imagined. In addition to the moan,
2: Sully also hears a loud honking that gets faster and faster.
0: And I know for a fact that's the sound of a Canadian goose about to bust a nut.
2: <laughs> Interior. Bedroom. Flashback. Continuous. Sully busts into the bedroom to see Mr. Honkers tenderly making love to Mrs. (laughs) Sully, a present-day Rita Wilson. Seeing any goose and human go at it is upsetting, but even more so for Sully, because he has an emotional involvement.
1: Uh, Honey, what
0: are you doing here? As I said earlier, I caught a tailwind on the red-eye from Dulles and landed in Oakland, where the local time is now 18.30, and that's the time for you to get off my wife, you lousy bird. Sully lunges at Mr. Honkers. But the goose is just too quick.
3: <laughs>
0: you get my wife's name out of your beak, you feathery demon. Sully Jr. enters after hearing yelling. He has a
2: head full of feathers and walks with a distinctive <laughs> poultry like poultry-like waddle.
0: Dad, get off him! I'm gonna kill him and then throw him in the Hudson River.
3: I'm talking to Mr. Honkers. My real dad. <laughs>
0: A shocked, Sully
2: stops fighting and sinks to the ground. A scared Mrs. Sully and Sully Jr. run to Mr. Honkers, who embraces them both in a warm, comforting wing hug. I,
1: I, don't, I don't understand how this happened. I kept serving you divorce papers, but you always chuck them in the Hudson. That's what I do to things I want to make disappear. Did you put your feelings in the Hudson? Because I sure don't see them around here. Sully grabs his coat and dumb looking pilot's hat
2: I have some flying to do Sully storms out of the room
3: Honk 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 I don't,
1: I don't know uh, I know he doesn't have wings he, he uses a big metal thing to fly
3: Honk Kong. You're yeah, right you're, It is, is super lame
1: <laughs> Cut back to <laughs> interior
2: admiral's office Moments later Sully you know damn well that you're one of the best fly guys we have The admiral pushes the gun and badge back to Sully, but the honks and taunts of Sully Jr. reverberate in his head. I know what happened.
1: Getting brazenly cocked by a waterfowl? That'll weigh heavy on a man's (laughs) spirit. Just don't do anything that would tarnish the impeccable reputation of the American airline industry. He salutes. Sully salutes as well. A flag waves
2: in the distance. Director Clint Eastwood cries a single tear.
0: I remember my
1: oath. If you'll excuse me, I have to count my wings. Sully gets up and exits. Just remember, Sully, that gun is for terrorists, not geese. (laughs) Basically the same thing. Interior. Cockpit. Day.
2: Sully looks over all the switches. He flicks a single switch from ground to sky. (laughs) Bud enters. He wears a super sick looking conductor's uniform great posture nice smile played by Aaron Eckhart with a well trimmed mustache indicative of a 6.5 inch hog
3: hey I'm bud I'm your co-pilot today
0: nice to meet you where'd you fly before this
3: bud Amtrak (laughs) then I messed up real bad so I got demoted to pilot
0: what did you do
3: shot the wrong guy my wife fucked a goose I guess we're both in the same space emotionally (laughs)
2: Bud pulls down the microphone and begins the announcements.
3: Choo-choo! Attention passengers, (laughs) we have a glorious day planned on the iron rails. Wait, do planes have rails?
2: Bud drops his cheery tone. You know the one. The one that inspires the love of the rails. Contained within it is the history of America. Lovable vagrants hopping between railway cars. Magnificent iron horses traversing the great arteries of the continent. Bud switches to a pilot accent.
3: Ah, Glorious day planned in the sky. We expect to land in the station. I mean, airport in three days. I mean, two hours. No, you know what? What are you doing here? You all wish to fly in a cramped sky coffin when you could luxuriously stretch out on the Cadillac of the rails. The fact that this plane (laughs) exists means that Joe Biden is a dirty fucking liar. (laughs) <laughs> Sully grabs the microphone from Bud.
0: Uh, sorry about that, folks. Uh, we will uh, prepare for takeoff. Uh, Seatbelts, straight tables, you know the drill. <laughs> As the plane
2: reaches altitude, Sully looks to his right and sees a gaggle of Canadian geese flying in a perfect V formation, led by none other than that home-wrecking piece of shit Mr. <laughs> Honkers. Sully pulls down the microphone.
0: Uh, folks, uh, looks like it's not just my home life that will be hit by unexpected turbulence.
2: Interior, cabin, continuous. One passenger turns to another. They pull their glasses all the way down to the end of their nose and then peer over the top of the frames. Then, really milking it, says, What is this? Spirit Airlines? <laughs> you hear Clint Eastwood laughing off camera. <laughs> interior cockpit continuous (laughs) sully pulls his handgun from a pouch in his hat the hat deflates he points it at the lead goose then hesitates
0: no this is a gentleman's flight
2: (laughs) sully removes the badge from his already deflated hat he fits it perfectly in an indent in the dash and then turns it like a key he flips open the series of protective covers and turns on the red dials Uh, and turns the red dials hidden underneath them. A sealed compartment opens, revealing a switch labeled NOS. (laughs) Sully flicks it on. The plane leaps forward. Mr. Honkers looks back, concerned. Interior cabin, continuous. The, what is this, Spirit Airlines passenger from earlier, sits down, uh, turns and sits in his chair, giggling about his joke. (laughs) I said, what is this, Spirit? (laughs) The plane jerks forward, and the passenger... Uh, Swallows his glasses. Clint Eastwood laughs laughs even harder off camera. Interior. Cockpit. Continuous. Geese on the rails. I mean, uh, air. Sully. Eyes now glazed over. Starts mowing down geese until only Mr. Honkers is left.
0: Honk, honk, honk.
2: Mr. Honkers is sucked into the engine. The plane shakes. (gasps) The engine!
3: Is it terrorists? We gotta put this train... I mean, plane down. Luckily, there are dozens of airports in this area. LaGuardia, Newark, JFK, Long Island MacArthur, (laughs) Stewart International, Trenton Mercer, Westchester County, Teterboro, Brookhaven, Central Jersey.
0: I'm going to land on the slow-moving reflective runway that separates Manhattan from New Jersey.
3: You couldn't possibly mean... Sully violently
0: shoves the control stick forward. The Hudson River. Someone get these... Boats and bridges off the runway.
3: This wouldn't happen if the U.S. had a more robust transit system.
2: Sully lands on the Hudson. It's beautiful. The passengers don't feel a thing. The seatbelt like doesn't even come on. From the shore, Mrs. Sully and Sully Jr. look on, finally proud to bear the Sully name.
3: Oh my God, you did it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I killed those geese. (laughs)
3: I was going to say you saved all these people.
2: A shadowy figure emerges, appropriately enough, from the shadows.
1: They're wearing camouflage gear and so many medals. Sully, I'm General Patton Jr. Jr. That was some nice flying. We could sure use a man like you in Afghanistan because terrorists and geese are basically the the same same
0: thing. (laughs) General, you got
1: your
2: man. Freeze frame. You're the best by Joe Esposito Blair's (laughs) credits roll on Sully. They're intercut with facts, like that the real Sully went on to kill more geese than anyone else in the War of Afghanistan. (laughs)
1: Probably pretty close, honestly. In many ways, probably pretty close.
0: So I don't remember much about the actual Sully situation because people don't really like to reflect on when they want someone to be a hero like that. And he'd already been on Ellen and stuff, so who knows? But I, I do remember some little, some people saying he could have landed at at an airport.
3: That that was what we talked yeah. about. Yeah. There's there's so many airports in there's that area. So
0: many. I when I lived in New York, I accidentally flew. To the wrong one, sometimes I flew to Westchester without th- knowing about it, and that's like 40 <laughs> miles away. But it's just there's so many, you just book an airport ticket and you just <laughs> go to the wrong place. It just feels like Newark is you can see Newark from the Hudson,
1: yeah. I, I, yeah, I uh, when I fly into New York, you save so much money to fly into Newark Air and just take like an hour train into the city, uh, that like you see like I it's amazing to me that he landed in the Hudson unless like the Hudson's big we did Google the length of the Hudson the amount of research we did for this was made sure Clint Eastwood did direct this movie and it Mm -hmm. wasn't just an assumption we made and what is the length of the Hudson which is very long
0: so there's a few theories that he could have got back to an airport and uh, then they were refuted by the board who sound like people who want to write american <laughs> history books do you know what i mean it's like oh the board also said the native americans just gave us the land so that's tight um, i love
1: the board the board seems to know what's now up. The, the board sounds like like it sounds like the most shadowy figure you could i'm possi- pretty sure
0: the board mints the coins in john wick like yeah. i don't know <laughs> that's who sounds like does this uh i always this is i always love in movies what did i just watch Where everything had a very generic. Oh, I watched part of The Man in the High Castle. I'm recovering from brain surgery, so you have to forgive me. And it's like they have an area called the neutral zone. It's called legally called the neutral zone. And if you're if you think you're the good guys, let's say you're the Nazis, and they think they're the good guys in the story and in life, they think they call the other. It's sort of like Star Wars. You they call the other people the resistance. Well, you know, who that makes you sound bad. So why would... You should call them, like, the wrong people or something. Or, like, the vermin or no, no, the don't scum. Worry. You we, know, why would you call them, like... Why do they call the rebels the rebels? It makes the Empire sound bad.
1: I, I love the idea that they have the rebels. Like, what's the solution for the rebels? We'll build a thing called the Death Star. Don't worry. We're the good guys. We're the good guys. Our
0: orb is called death. I just don't... I don't understand... This The the neutral zone thing is crazy to me. That's such a generic. It's just, you know, when Philip K. Dick wrote the book, I don't know, there were like nine books. So maybe there weren't all these terms that have been used yet. But that show's bad. No one wastes your time.
1: (laughs) Also, I feel like like for Philip K. Dick, people trying to adapt Philip K. Dick books to like... It, it, I don't. I, I can't imagine reading a Philip K. D, Philip K. Dick book and being like, "This should be a movie," because they're all so confusing and yeah. so like metaphorical and so like based on like internal processes and like, on, and like 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 the book doesn't make any sense until you get to like a. 10 page chapter that is like explaining, like you open your third eye and you see, I'm like, none of this is visual shit you can talk about. So like the idea that someone was like read a scanner darkly and was like, let's turn this into a movie. At least is they like swung hard on the visuals of
0: that yeah. particular movie, but it's a sort of a similar thing with like having read Lord of the Rings and watching it. You're like, they kind of nail the plot, but like I spent nine hours reading about a sword and it's not <laughs> even in the movie. Where's the history of that sword? I cared so much about that for like a semester of eighth grade. <laughs> but you just don't have the time. There's no I wish, you know, I guess they're making Lord of the Rings into an Amazon thing as well. Maybe they'll spend some time talking yeah, about it. Yeah, maybe, the maybe details, they'll really but. put
1: the money into Tom Bombadil.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Um I don't know, but that's always so funny to me like the board. Who how are, and it was capital T capital B. <laughs> that's like that what Whenever a movie just sort of calls something what you would call it if you forgot what it was called. That's always a crazy choice.
1: It was called the board asterisk change this later first draft.
0: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh,
0: But maybe Sully had to land it. You know what? No one died. So maybe everyone should just not investigate whether he should have done something else.
2: Why like?
1: Yeah.
2: Like we just shouldn't have cared so much about Sully. Like he did a he did a cool thing. Like I'm sure yeah. it's very hard to land a plane on the Hudson, but for us to like, it had a very "Let's
0: salute for America" kind of vibe. To oh, that. for sure, America really loves the things that they don't think people will argue about.
3: <laughs> yes, it. You know what? It gave me a real like uh, middle aged white dude like wish fulfillment, like that movie Draft Day. Where yeah. somehow, like, Kevin Costner is the star of a football movie, like present-day Kevin Costner. And or he even, gets to like- yeah.
0: What was the other movie where Kevin Costner had the vote that chose who was president? Oh, um, oh. Bull Durham. <laughs> Dances with Wolves, where Kevin Costner got to pick the, out- the outcome of a giant group of people. But there was a movie where Kevin Costner, it was called Swing Vote.
3: Oh, and right. Kevin
0: right. Costner just somehow the whole election came down to him, and we're just you want to just be like, maybe we should. No one's this important, let alone yeah. making everyone yes. with Levi's think they should be. Um, maybe Sully's a nice guy. I'm, Sully is he? I don't know. Him and Ken Bone could get out of my brain forever, and I'd probably be okay. Uh, <laughs> but they, I, they feel like they
1: pop up every. My once bigger a while. theory, and I'm sure I'm, I haven't researched this at all, but I'm sure if I googled it, that like. Someone's going to be like on the same day. Sully land in the Hudson was the day that let the U S launched the most missiles into Syria in the history of the war. Yo, like nah, it's going to be like something coincidence, like that.
0: It's yeah. <laughs> everything's a coincidence that's ever happened, but you do see, yeah. it's not like anything like that's happening now where they're sending Ooh. me more money in the mail and nothing's happening in the news. <laughs> Um, nothing, we're definitely no $730 million in weapons traveling anywhere no. to the Middle East, but thanks for the $300, Joe Biden, the perfect president, the only president who's ever existed. Um,
1: <laughs> couldn't, couldn't think of a better president. If you tried,
0: couldn't even, I can't look at two things at once. I'm going to look at the $300. What am I supposed <laughs> to look at my phone and the $300? No, I'll look at the one thing looking at two things at once. This is America. Uh, um,
1: I, 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 I know. I know you want to get to games, but I do think it's the one positive of all of this is that for my entire adult life, uh, anyone publicly saying anything about Israel Palestine is met with it's very complicated, and just, that in the so past, like, like you on. know, you know, in yeah, oh, it's so much, and in the past week, the fact that that has changed from like, yo, know, they probably shouldn't do this, <laughs> is like that's I in my lifetime, I never thought I'd see that. Is it's, it's, it's a very, very
0: bizarre thing where people are like. Yeah, sure. When you point out how many people are dying, it looks like you're choosing a side. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Well, let's talk about that part. Um, But, you know, we're not the podcast to figure that out. (laughs) Oh, no, definitely not. (laughs) Imagine if someone's like, I listened and never seen it. Uh, for the nuance on Israel-Palestine, usually about 52 <laughs> minutes in, they get into it.
1: <laughs> After discussing Sully and hypnotists, they right. finally get to. They didn't. They had Palestine.
0: ill-informed takes on hypnotists. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they a couple w- of them had. I, Kyle read almost a whole Instagram post, not the caption, but he had read a whole Instagram <laughs> post on it, and he had pretty much figured out the Middle East.
1: Um, the podcast predicated yeah. on not knowing something is where I go for my information.
0: <laughs> oh, I would love never, never, never seen it. The news. Someone just does the news. We had uh, uh, talks of, uh, I don't remember who, I think it was like Shane Torres was talking about doing Chappelle's new special on this and just rewriting Chappelle's new special that he didn't watch. <laughs> I was like, man, that's a lot of effort. <laughs> for like a joke that m- most people will not care about, like, because <laughs> I forget, most people don't care about any of that stuff. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. The world is so small when it comes to comedy stuff, and you um, don't need to double write transphobic jokes.
2: <laughs> i
0: guess he didn't even write them once that's the thing he just ripped them sitting down Ah, uh, but the man i make fun of guys sitting down on stage but i might have to start doing it because i can't stand up very long because this dumb head wound i'm <laughs> with, gonna be sitting down with a cane
3: when i used to smoke i remember seeing dave chappelle and being like i want to get successful enough that i can smoke inside and everyone's it is crazy just how cool that, that it. seemed
0: yeah. smoking inside the thing that makes me feel bad oh. <laughs> the thing that makes someone smoke you ever go somewhere where they can cons- i don't know can they still smoke inside in restaurants oh no no, no I- every once in a while here on the road i end up in like birmingham alabama or like lubbock texas or something yeah. and people can still smoke inside in a restaurant and it makes it feel like someone is stabbing you in the stomach like it, when you get inside because it's so de- i'm i'm already a little pretty sensitive to like smoke and stuff like that but you get inside yeah and like how was this ever what illegal. were the sections what a
3: joke that was
0: <laughs> you know like if I, oh no no i'm in the my building's not on fire section so i'm not going to evacuate
3: <laughs> i was in an airport in egypt and they had a smoking section and it was just a glass box in the middle of the airport that you could go inside to smoke. And it oh, just yeah. filled up. But as soon as anyone opened a door to get in and out, smoke just traveled because that's how smoke works. Yeah. It works. Yeah. There's like <laughs> a so security was-
0: guard like, no, 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 no. Like pushing the smoke <laughs> back <laughs> into the room. <laughs> that's what Las Vegas has smoking rooms in their airport. And they have slot machines in them. And you just walk by it and you're like at the airport. I mean, they but have slot ed- machines everywhere at the Vegas airport, but that one is like particularly like you have to go box yourself up and do this like during I, layover.
1: Just, anytime, every I, anytime I've ever been in a smoking room, I think of like, cause it's so gross. Like it's, it's the gross, like, like the, you can see it on the walls. It like the air hurts you. I think of like the entirety of mad men, like at, at every room they were ever in looked clean and that was the wrong opinion that every room they're ever in should have looked that his
0: office didn't have like yellow yeah yeah. like dripping down from the probably like a a Mm -hmm. popcorn ceiling type of yeah yeah Yeah. and I know I remember when the show was going off the air they talked someone added up like how many cigarettes he probably smoked shooting it and then talked about what they actually were which was just sort of like nothing cigarettes but still that a nothing cigarette that often is still something yeah. like it's it's just there's no tobacco or nicotine or anything he's just sort of smoking whatever it is that's made but he's still you're still inhaling this thing and that would be hard for me to do that and then uh act
1: I'm sure I'm sure that like John Ham has like weird stomach ulcers from like smoking the most amount of incense anyone's ever that's why smoked
0: twice funny That's why (laughs) the man is not allowed to be that good looking and funny. I hope he's got a stomach ulcer.
1: Yeah. Stomach ulcer the size of a baseball. Anytime he eats any tomatoes, he shits for a week. Uh, I can't wait till
2: like 40 years from now where they do the mad men where they're just vaping.
0: (laughs) Right. It's going to be mad men, but it's going to be working at Twitter now or something like that or working at, uh, in a, a crypto madman or something <laughs> and they're just all going to be vaping. And then everyone's gonna be like, can you believe they vaped? <laughs> you need to go back and watch old shows like mayor of East town where they vape <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> Vapes already feel weird and dated to me and things. I don't know why it feels like a lot of people either move back to cigarettes or sort of just stop doing it, but it feels weird and robot. I feel
1: like part of it's the pandemic. I don't know a bunch of people quit smoking in the pandemic because like you're just kind of home And I think it probably just feels easier to quit. And I'm sure it's a similar for like vaping of like, if you were vaping before you either vape now so much more or not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're just like home, you know
2: what I used cigarettes for was mostly I would show up 10 minutes early to something and wait outside awkwardly. And this was before like phones had data. So you would just, (laughs) the only thing you could do was smoke a cigarette.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can't underestimate, like, the social aspect of it is huge and cool, and I get it, and they are really cool. Like, cigarettes are actually pretty tight. Like, I know it's <laughs> we're making like but it's like, smoking cigs is pr- <laughs> tight. Like, if oh. you're just doing outside, hanging out, people, it's, I've probably only smoked, like, eight or nine my whole life, but everyone doing it is, it's, like, fun and to hang out and everyone's being outside. Able to and leave, you have an excuse to leave a conversation? Oh, be able to leave side. a
1: conversation is the best thing about smoking. Like, be, I don't know if I could ever quit that. Like, I, I don't smoke now, but like that is the thing I miss the most. I've lied about smoking. To just leave It would a be fun
0: just to be like, I gotta go smoke a cigarette and then you just go stand like just over there. Yeah. <laughs> but they can still see you. You haven't actually even, there's no cigarettes or anything involved. You're just sort of off to the side and you're just like, oh yeah, I was lying. Uh, yeah, I, I quit smoking and got a dog. So it's always like, oh, I got to go walk the dog. Right. My dog smokes and I got to get a pack home to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We got a game that we're going to play on here that's called Before and Afters. Before mm-hmm. and, and how afters. this game works is two movies have been smashed together into one movie. I will read you the new smashed together plot. You tell me the smash together title. Some smash together title uh, options would be uh, uh, the Wolf of Wally Street, um, Saving Private Silverman. So you can see loosely smashed together. Not all portmanteaus. Some of them are. Some of them is whatever. Um, We got some, we got, uh, I would say, Medium, medium, and difficult for your three here today. Great, you great. You can work together or you can compete against one another. It, We're uh, definitely competing. There's no question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here we go. Are you ready for your first plot? Yeah, do it. Here we go. A dad tries too hard at coaching his child's soccer team, and the result is a masked maniac who stalks high school students. Um. What? A dad tries too hard at coaching his child's soccer team, and the result is a masked maniac who stalks high school students.
2: I know there are other movies besides the Fast and the Furious, but the only dad <laughs> at soccer I can think of is that scene where The Rock is coaching his Oh the daughters. famous
3: scene in Fast and the Furious where there's yeah, no yeah. where they transport oh. themselves by feet. Hey, they all do the he leads his like daughter's team in the haka. Yeah. Oh, that's a so great I'm scene, gonna Connor. I'm say
2: The Fast and the
3: Furious. It is not. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, is, is the first half Bad News Bears? It is not Bad News Bears. That's okay, news Is normal. it? Is it kicking and screaming in oh, a he... stripy shirt and blades on my hands?
1: No, it's kicking and scream. Kicking and uh, scream. <laughs> <laughs> See, I helped us get there. Yeah, you really worked on it.
0: <laughs> he got the and. Connor got the and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, here we go. Next one. A cop and a violent criminal are cryo-frozen and wake up to an improbable mission to retrieve a confidential computer file.
3: Now might be a good time to preface this with, I never watch any movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they come up in this the
0: game in particular.
1: <laughs>
3: a cop and a violent criminal
0: are cryo-frozen and wake up uh, to an improbable mission to retrieve a confidential computer file. Austin Powers
1: swordfish. <laughs> <laughs> the spy swords fished me. <laughs> uh, is Demolition Man half of it? Okay. I can't get the second half, though. There's so many movies about getting a computer file. You can't yeah. just use those. Like, 90% you of all movies wake up are- can to an
0: improbable mission to retrieve a confidential computer file.
1: That is like half of movies. Oh, improbable. Demolition impossible?
0: Demolition impossible, man. Demolition, <laughs>
1: Demolition impossible. Man. It's, I still am mad at... Uh, I don't know Wait, why... I, uh, sometimes
0: when you figure them out, you just can't believe that that's all it was the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's, that's what it is.
0: <laughs> Wait, were those the medium ones? Those were the medium ones. Oh,
1: no. I uh, just, You guys... Connor Callum, you got to step it up. <laughs> All
0: right, here we go. Here's the hard one. This one, I, I don't think I would be able to get. A team of I wouldn't have been able to get any of them. A team of scientists wage a high-tech battle with the supernatural until one awakes from a trance and has visions that could put him in a life-threatening position.
3: The sixth sense and sensibility. <laughs> that is one of
0: the. That's not in either of these movies, but one we have used before.
1: Ah. Um, is. Oh, fuck. Is 12 Monkeys half of it? I know it's cheating to ask what half of the thing is, but. If you
0: get half of it, I'll give you a yes or no. A team of scientists wage a high tech battle with the supernatural. Until one awakes from a trance and has visions that could put him in a life-threatening position.
2: Is minority report half of it? He doesn't have the visions.
0: No, Mm. the visions are the three uh, precogs. Yeah. Well,
2: one of the precogs. That's why it's a minority report.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh. Oh, man, this is tough. Is our... Okay. Is R I P D one of the movies? Which was that, a never heard Men in Black Men in Black, but instead of aliens, it's demons.
0: No, it is not R I is not Ripid is not one of them. <laughs> I this really hope This one's the okay to move on from. Transform Editing more silence to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we are looking for Ghostbuster Ghostbusters and Stir of Echoes which would be Ghostbusters of Echoes. Ghostbuster Uh. of Echoes. (laughs) It's not even easy to say to read. I had to spell it out (laughs) phonetically how I would say it out loud.
1: (laughs) Ghost, then the
0: word bus,
1: and then stir of echoes. The fact I couldn't get Ghostbusters as half of it is the most frustrating part.
0: Ghostbusters is, like, <laughs> too obvious to just say the plot as scientists fight ghosts. Yeah. Like, well, it can't be the movie that is that. It can't possibly just be the one.
1: The problem is, is I'm also terrible at, like summarizing movies so if you actually summarize Ghostbusters I'd be like alright a guy gets a blowjob from a ghost halfway through yeah. It is unrelated to the rest of the movie now right. to get to the plot like
0: <laughs> a lot of movies you look up the plot and you're like that can't actually be what the plot to this was It you don't really remember especially sort of like comedies or, or family yeah. movies you look up the plot and you're like oh I guess that is what happened I just always remembered it as these guys are funny I, right.
1: I do love that like half of Disney comedies always somehow involve like Crime? Like it like it like Airbud involves like like people at the docks shipping drugs and it's like the fact he can play like half of Disney comedies for some reason have a crime element to them. Right. And okay. I don't understand whose choice that is.
0: Airbud also had that whole sense that the guy beat the dog. Yeah. Yeah. The clown just beat his dog. All right. Uh which I'm sure that dog's okay. Airbud, same dog as the dog from uh what's that uh television show? Full House. Same dog.
1: Oh. Wow. yeah what a lustrous career
0: yeah no i mean for a dog that's like doing 14 movies like dog <laughs> movies you <laughs> know what i mean all right this is the last game we're going to play is called guess what movie kyle's dad is describing having only watched a trailer and okay. never having heard of the movie the game okay, okay. oh
1: wow right. guess what movie trailer okay. kyle's dad is describing okay. having only watched a trailer okay. and never okay. having heard oh, of wow. the movie so how this
0: game works is my dad describes a movie trailer. Uh, He has not been to a movie theater since he saw Space Jam in 1995. So he does not know the name of any movie or actor or director or anything. He will describe movie trailer. You have to guess what movie trailer he is describing. Are you guys ready? It can be any movie from ever.
1: Yeah, I have a a question, Kyle. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've been doing this game for a while. Is your dad starting to put together stuff about movies from having watched all these trailers? No. I mean,
0: every (laughs) once in a while, one will come up. Like, I think, I don't remember what it was, but I think it was like, oh, brother, where art thou? He's like, oh, I've seen this. This is, oh, brother, where art thou? I'm like, well, this isn't usable, but <laughs> it's a funny, like, thing to listen to or something like that. You know, every once in a while, he'll know, like, Tom Hanks, I think. Yeah, okay, and, okay. and other than that, we don't make it too far in. I all
3: have right. another question. Was he taking you to see Space Jam or did he go see Space Jam by himself? I have never seen himself? it. He
0: had to go pre-see it and he didn't <laughs> to let me know. If, no, yeah, we went to see it together. I believe. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, all right,
1: here we go. Here we go. Okay, it's real rainy. He's got to take Billy into town to hit the store. They're at the store and he wants the other guy to tie the rope around his waist. One woman is telling everyone to read the book. Probably the Bible. (laughs) She wants them to take sides. There's no way that glass is going to hold up. There's a lot of creatures. I knew they could break that window. <laughs> Everything is dark and foggy. They want to sacrifice his boy. It looks like they run out into the fog. Is it is it Stephen King's The Fog? Stephen King's
0: The Fog.
1: Or the mist, the mist.
0: It is the mist. Yeah. Oh.
1: I was, I was, I was thinking it was the mist for a while, but I was like, it wasn't rainy in the mist, was it? it was a little misty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. The the windows not going to hold was where I was like, oh, it's got to be the mist. That's the yeah. whole point.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. Good job. Good. Good get. Good get there, uh, Alex.
2: I hate you that really movie re- so much. <laughs> You redeemed us after that last game.
1: Yeah, where I couldn't get anything happened in that last game.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) guys, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having never seen Sully as well. Please let everyone know, um, excuse me, where to find you guys and what you got going on.
1: Uh, Yeah, we have a a sketch comedy album with such heights that you heard in the Sully. It's like that level of writing, if not better. Uh, You can find it at publicworkscomedy.bandcamp.com or streaming wherever you stream your your bullshit. Uh, we have a bunch of videos at youtube.com slash comedy. And you can follow us at Twitter at PublicWorks69, but that's mostly just us retweeting like stuff like this and, and other things we've done. Uh yeah.
0: Great. Thank you guys uh for being here. Thanks everyone for listening. Go check that out. You know from when my album came out, especially Bandcamp is a beneficial way to artists to find out what they're doing. Um, yeah. Everywhere helps, but uh, boy, does Bandcamp care a little bit more. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it.
2: A podcast
1: network.